From BYU Broadcasting, this is Highway 89. I'm your host, Stephen Cap Perry. Today is Mozart's birthday. Happy birthday to Herr Mozart, or happy birthday, dear Wolfie, as his friends and family might have sung, only in German. We can't celebrate the occasion without music, and we have the perfect artist here to lead the festivities, violinist David Park and pianist Larry G. David H. Park started playing the violin at the age of five in Seoul, Korea, received his Bachelor of Music at the University of Indiana, and received his Master's of Music at the Juilliard School. At the age of 14, he was one of the youngest students of the legendary Yasha Heifetz. We definitely want to ask him about that. He's also the Assistant Concertmaster for the Utah Symphony and teaches at the University of Utah. And today, he's here to help us wish a very happy birthday to one Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, born this day, January 27th, in 1788, which would make him 259 years old. Here's the rondo in C major for violin and piano.
just heard David Park with Larry G accompanying Rondo in C major for violin and piano. You're listening to Highway 89, a live music performance program from BYU Broadcasting. I mentioned David Park is the assistant concert master of the Utah Symphony. David, thank you for coming today. Yes, hi Steve, how are you tonight? Very, doing very well. Mozart, I, I know he wrote some uh, some sad music. Yes. In, yes. Some, in some of his requiems mm -hmm. and, and operas, but Basically, he's happy. Yes, yes. So he's, it seems the music just seems happy without being sappy, <laughs> if I can say it that well, way. Well, especially these uh, musics that I'll be playing tonight, the two rondos for violin mm -hmm. and piano. Uh, generally, the, the style of rondo, they're usually fast and lively. And then actually the meaning of rondo is it's a kind of a return theme. So we have a typically a form of A, B, A, C, A, D, A. So A will be recurring themes and B, C, D will be contrasting theme or episodes. But usually they're very upbeat music. Well, you, you, you started playing violin at age five, and by yeah. 15, you premiered your first orchestral concerto, violin concerto. Yes. I understand this was a Mozart piece. Yes, actually, you're right. Wow, I'm surprised that you remember this. Uh, but actually, my first performance of a concerto with an orchestra was Mozart, and I believe it might have been slightly younger than 15. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was maybe closer to 14. <laughs> now, now you're bragging. <laughs> okay. Yes, but you know, you know, in many ways, uh, the Mozart. I mean, I mean, obviously, everybody is very aware and have great respect for Mozart. Uh, but it's a great honor for me to pay tribute uh, for his birthday today. And by the way. Uh, uh, it's kind of interesting fact, but um, today is also the birthday of my father. <laughs> so in, in that sense, it, it's, it makes it doubly uh, special for me. Well, we confess this was a great idea, and it was your idea yes, to celebrate yes. Mozart yeah. on his on his birthday. Uh -huh. You also premiered uh, Concerto Number no. One with mm -hmm. the Utah Symphony. Yes, and but uh, tell me about the the original third movement. That's what we're going to be hearing. Yes, the next round I'll be playing in B flat major mm -hmm. was it's kind of an interesting story. You know, much of his third movements of his concerto for the violin, they're rondos. So there are five concertos for the violin. So two through five, all the third movements are rondos. And except for the first one, interestingly, right? So uh, 
he actually wrote this piece that I'll be playing next, uh, Rondo in B-flat, to replace the third movement of the first concerto, which is actually presto. So, but somehow it didn't work out. So he kept the original movement. So the first concerto, the third movement is still presto. And this one, the next uh, Rondo in B-flat, it's, 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 it's its own piece uh, by itself. Let's hear it. Okay, sure. All right. Uh, David Park is the assistant concert master of the Utah Symphony. He also teaches violin, of course, and he does that at the University of Utah. Here he is performing Mozart's Rondo in B-flat major for violin and piano. Larry G. accompanying. Thank you. 
David Park performing Mozart's Rondo in B-flat major for violin and piano. Larry G. was accompanying. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You're listening to Highway 89. Larry, thank you for coming and playing again today. It's always great to be here. I think this is my 15th time, so... It is. We've been counting, and I did promise you donuts. I have donuts today. Wonderful. <laughs> it's sort of like the frequent player club or something like that. <laughs> in fact, one of the donuts is a giant block letter Y. Cool. Because of who knows why. No, because it's BYU. <laughs> because of BYU. Larry graduated with the Bachelor's of Music and Piano Accompanying and his Master's of Music and Piano Performance from Indiana University. Master class accompanist for the late violinist Franco Gulli, am I Gulli, pronouncing yeah. that? At, at the Academy in Siena, Italy. And he's been a staff accompanist at Interlochen National Music Camp. And I'm just skipping over all kinds of credits left and right because I want to get to music. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we have heard, uh, I have heard that some vocalists, when, they're, when their voice is feeling worn or they've just been doing Wagner and feel like they're, they're losing the war, <laughs> that they sing Mozart that they feel like it's actually healing to their voice. That, As you play for people, do you see that? Yes. My, my, my voice teacher, the late Camilla Williams, was a wonderful Mozart singer, and she loved Mozart, assigned it to all of her students, really, no matter what their voice type, because she said it's like oil for the voice. Um, on the other hand, it's not easy to sing. And so if, if, you know, there, there are a lot of singers that will do a thunderous Verdi aria, and that's a wonderful thing, but they are scared of Mozart. But then that's true of a lot of different kinds of musicians. Pianists that will play the thundering list etudes, and yet it comes to a Mozart sonata, and they get terrified. <laughs> I hope that's not you, because we have a sonata for Mozart coming up. I'm going to do my best here, <laughs> but I love, I love Mozart because he is so operatic even at the piano and sometimes especially at the piano so when you are accompanying a mozart piece whether it's a vocal solo or or violin pieces like we've played today how different is is the piano part from when you're being the solos and it's a, an actual piano sonata um it's just in general when you're accompanying even even mozart everybody feels a specific piece differently. So I've played the same uh, violin sonata movement, uh, like particularly the E minor sonata. That's one that violinists at the U seem to love to play all the time. And so uh, I, I've just played it very differently a number of different times. And But it's wonderful because I love seeing the different things people do with Mozart. And you can do things with Mozart. There are some people that think that Mozart's just kind of metronomic and, you know, it's just all just so. And that's not true. You can, you can still do a lot of different things and have unique interpretations. Now, being a great performer is a skill, and so is being a great accompanist. You happen to do both. What makes you so good at accompanying? The fact that I've always just loved it, and I love meshing with people. And so when you accompany, it's like my, my teacher used to say, your, your, your boyfriend and girlfriend on stage for one hour. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's just a wonderful experience. Well, let's hear this Mozart sonata from Larry G. Larry, thank you. Um, I have to say, I wish you could see the interaction between David Park and Larry, because it's almost as if there is a conductor here because it's the little head movements or the the slight breath and everybody's just together. It's that communication that's actually quite a joy to watch. Here is Larry performing Mozart Sonata for Piano in B-flat major, the first movement. 
That's Larry G. performing Mozart's Sonata for Piano in B-flat major. We heard the first movement. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you've been listening to music by Mozart here on Highway 89 Live, celebrating Mozart's 259th birthday. Good thing he's not alive, because blowing out that many candles would probably <laughs> kill him at this point. David Park, yes. you are the assistant concert master <laughs> yes, for, the, for the Utah Symphony. And from the viewpoint of the audience, mm-hmm. we, if someone said, what does the concert master do? We'd say, it's the one who comes on and tells everyone what note to, you know, what note to tune to. to tune, or, right. or gives the nod to the oboist. To exactly. So, yes. so what else that we don't wow. see? <laughs> There's not much. It's just a title. <laughs> Just uh, uh, we just have to look important okay. <laughs> and act important. <laughs> but Steve, you know, before we continue, for the Mozart aficionados out there, I believe uh, in the beginning of the program, I think there was an error in terms of his birth date, uh, 1756. Uh, I, I don't know if if that's the the year that you had mentioned, but uh, 1788. Yes, 1756 oh. to 1790. Well, you know, I'm not really great I, with numbers. No, let's get it right. Uh, yeah, I just I just know a few numbers that are very important to me, like my age and my Social Security <laughs> and the Mozart's birthday. <laughs> or, or, or All the dates, critical yeah. numbers you need in your lifetime. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, if Mozart were alive today, yes, uh, he wrote for all different. He wrote for theater, for opera, yes, yes, and and for for choral, sacred music, yes, and for chamber music. If he was alive today, he'd be writing for movies, wouldn't he? Yes. You know, actually, do you recall? The movie Amadeus, yes. uh, I remember as a kid, it was such a big movie. It was really a big oh, deal. Yeah. It was very controversial. And, uh, you know, he won an Oscar, I believe, for Best Picture at the time. But I think what it did uh, was that it really catapulted his image uh, to regular uh, audiences or regular mm-hmm. public, uh, including a lot of the young, young, young generation. So in some ways, I remember at the time, it was kind of hip for a young person to be really into Mozart. Yeah. So that's the kind of the impact the movie had. Do you remember seeing it? Yes, of course. You know, I mean, if, if one was into classical music at the time, you had to see it. It was really a major movie at the time. So recently you have... Uh, you're a man of many interests and talents, yeah. but you branched into acting. In fact, you just had a premiere this week, playing yes, a role yes. at the Sundance Film yes, you Festival. Know, I tell you, you know, ever since that movie, somewhat of, of from that time, you know, I've been a really a movie buff. And uh, as I was growing up, I've been really around a lot of movie stars, Hollywood stars. And I went to schools with, you know, many of the celebrities. And then I thought, wow, you know, this is, you know, it's something that back of my mind, I I was always kind of interested. And then when this opportunity came up, I mean, it was really a very exciting uh, project for me. And you do play the violin in the movie. Yes, yes. Was that comforting at all? You thought, well, I'll have my friend here with me while I... (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I tell you something. Um, just to be in a movie is very exciting, but actually, you know, as a, a violinist, obviously, to have my music in the movie mm. is, is part of the soundtrack. But what I was told was that actually, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the Salt Lake uh, premiere. That much of the soundtrack is punk rock. So I, I was very kind of worried that I remember in the contract they're, they're using two of my mu- uh, uh, musics uh, in there uh, Meditation Thais and mm-hmm. Bach Air and I was afraid that they may alter a little bit 
because in the contract they said they the, have the right the dance remix so, right right so <laughs> i thought wow i hope they don't mix it with like punk rock version and then the, one of my colleagues at utah symphony actually saw it already a few days ago and so i i actually i asked him this morning if they altered the music and he said luckily they didn't <laughs> so i'll find so, out <laughs> so the name of the movie the strongest man yes and you play uh, mr yoon yes i play a father with Two sons. Uh, unfortunately, I thought I would play a very romantic role like Brad Pitt. <laughs> but when they were put, putting makeups, they started putting all these weird makeups on me, like like sprays to make my hair look gray, and big big conservative glasses and baggy clothes. I said, "Hey, this is not kind of role that I was envisioning." <laughs> I want to ask, because we promised we would at the very top, you yes. were, when you were very young, a student of Yasha Heifetz. Yes. You know, I, I tell you something. Um, uh, actually, Larry and I, on the way here, we were discussing about this, because I think he was one of the f first a pioneer as a classical musician to make a movie and have his music in the soundtrack. There's a movie called They Shall Have Music from 1939 mm -hmm. that he plays a cameo and features a lot of his music, actually, uh, him performing. And, you know, for me, it's what, what makes it... And then nowadays, people like Joshua Bell, uh, Lang Lang, and they, they do very similar things, cameos and their music. But I think for me, what makes it more exciting is that actually I have an acting role, so it's not like I come out as a musician. Mm. But uh, as far as I know, during my scene, they will play my music. So I think it's really cool. I think this is, it's, <laughs> the cool part is talking to you before you've even seen it. Oh, I know. So I hope you enjoy the premiere. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you, was there one thing, if you had to say, I learned this from studying with Heifetz, what would that be? Mm. Well, you know, he was a man of discipline. And uh, I, I think what I respect, you know, there are so many great violinists, uh, you know, in the past. And I think what I respect him, perhaps the most is that his integrity so even when he got older he never let up so hmm. you know until i think pretty much towards the end of his life um i mean naturally one will go down slightly with age but uh more so than any other great violence that i know of well i, I think his playing level was very very high and, you know, he always had a very high standard. And then he set the standard for all violinists until, you know, even until now. Well, we want to hear more music. So we're yes. going to let you take okay, your place you. here. No birthday party would be complete without a surprise. So here's a surprise for Mozart. We're going to play John Williams some movie music since we've been talking about movies. And I think because David's a movie star now, he, re he really needed some movie music here. A very, very famous piece by John Williams. It's the tango from the movie Scent of a Woman.
David Park performing John Williams' tango for piano and violin. And that's from the movie The Scent of a Woman. We hope you've enjoyed our celebration of the birthday of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and David Park's father. Yes, today. And <laughs> you were birthday, right. Dad. <laughs> Forgive me for Googling while you played, but yes, 1756, Mozart born in Salzburg, right. uh, died in Vienna, 1791. <laughs> yes. Uh, David Park is our violinist today, Larry G, pianist. Uh, David, thank you for coming in. Well, thank you, Steve. I do want to ask is there yeah. some piece that you've always wanted to tackle or play with an orchestra that you have not gotten to yet? Well, it's, uh, I mean, the, the list is quite long, but, you know, actually, this last piece I just played, I played with Utah Symphony last summer mm. uh, at Deer Valley. And then, you know, it, this music is so popular. And, uh, you know, it's, it's right now being in BYU. Just a few days ago, I came back from L.A. and sitting next to me was a, a, a professional ballroom dancer graduate from BYU and actually we discuss about tango music and uh, you know there's so many other musics that I would love to play but actually I really personally love the music of tango so I really enjoy playing this uh, John Williams tango well thank you for including it thank you we are always glad to hear from our listeners we welcome your comments your questions that you might have about the program contact us via email at highway89 at byu.edu thanks to Abby Horlocker for flawless page turning today. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.